Welcome to the Real People, Real Business Show, where we're talking with business owners who are in the trenches, everyday people who are working hard and have relevant and inspiring stories that you can relate to. Everyone we speak to is actively building and growing their business and is here to share their experiences, lessons, wisdom, and guidance so you can be inspired to take action towards your own goals. Today, I'm so excited to welcome Annalise Warren. Annalise runs her own agency that provides marketing, mentorship, and coaching to small business owners. If that's not impressive enough, she's also a mom to four and uses her business to support charity work. Annalise left her previous employment four years ago and built her dream of being her own boss and helping others all under one roof. Welcome to the show, Annalise, and thank you so much for taking the time to share your story today. Thank you so much for having me. So give us the backstory. Tell us a little bit about kind of where you came from, what you were up to, how you decided to start this business. Sure. Well, uh, yes, as you mentioned, I, I have a, a marketing agency and I'm, I'm, I'm a mum. I'm also in Australia, as you can probably tell by my accent by now. So how I got started was I was managing a training company. So I had a background in marketing, but I was managing a vocational education training company in the city. And originally my husband and I had grown up down by the coast and we knew that by the time our kids went to school that we wanted to be back down there, which is about two hours from, from the city. And I asked my boss for flexi time and that was declined. So with young children, those of you who have kids will know that if you need to work a nine to five job and you live two hours away, you are, they're going to be asleep when you leave and they're going to be asleep when you get back, which is not what I wanted for our family. And we knew we wanted more kids. So we, that was the impetus. So when we moved, I, I quit. And then we just slowly started to build this agency from um, from my kitchen table, my in-laws kitchen table, actually, because that's who we were living with. And um, now four years later, we, we have a team. Um, and so the agency works primarily actually in construction. But because I was working from home around the kids. I spoke to a lot of women who wanted that. And so now my focus is is mentoring small business owners who want that time and freedom, flexibility to to do what they love doing in life and not go every day to a nine to five that they don't love. Yeah, your story really resonates with me. It was the same kind of idea. You know, I had an hour commute, hour and a half commute each way. And, you know, you'd leave at six in the morning and come home at six at night. Kids are already in bed. And then you're just like, oh, no. Um, So so what was the real like, what was the real trigger for you? What really what, what was that moment that you were just like, this is it? I think I think it was that that flexi time being declined. And actually at the time I was working four four days a week. And when I asked for flexi time, she said, no, and we want you in the office five days a week. And I was like, you know what? Actually, no, like that's no, thank you. (laughs) Like I love working, but I don't, it's, it's not what I wanted for us. You know, I didn't want to move to the beach to always be in the city. Like it just, Yeah, it wasn't aligning. And also my husband, we knew that my husband wanted, we, well, if I can speak properly, he wanted to build our house and he was a carpenter at the time. So he retrained as a web developer so that he could build our house during the day and then work in the business um, at, at night time. Awesome. And so now, now where are you? You live in this beautiful house, it looks like. And, and tell me what's happened since. 
So we're actually still building. This is a lovely virtual background. <laughs> it is. It's a good one. And most people are fooled. So yay. <laughs> I'd like um, to look there. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it's cool. It's nice. Um, no, not yet. We're still building because, you know, we we are own a building. So we're building the business. We're building our family now and, and the house all in one. So it's this nice, slow journey between the three of them but we yeah the business is great now we both work within the business that's our sole form of income we have a team um so there's nine of us now most of them remotely and that's that's where we that's where we are four years in which is which is great and it's that it's been slow because we have chosen to work it around the kids and the house rather than go full-on and just, you know, grow the business as quickly as we could. But yeah, that's been a journey to getting my head around that. Yeah. You know what? I want to talk a little bit about that because I talk with my clients and my community a lot about slow business. And one of the things that they've always said was that the permission to go slow was such a huge game changer for them. And I think that the the business owners who really want to go fast and hard and build and build and build like crazy are actually in the minority. I think most people, if they knew that they didn't have to do that, I think there would be a lot more people starting up businesses. So what has that meant to you? Like, how have you managed to slow yourselves down? It it took me not comparing myself to others because when I started the agency, I joined a group and a training program for other for agency owners. And so when I went in there, a lot of them were younger than me. A lot of them didn't have kids. They could work those, you know, 18 plus hour days and, and get these really big contracts in and, and be fully invested in their business. And for a while I was kind of comparing myself going, oh, well, I didn't speak to that many people. Oh, I didn't get that many, you know, that many contracts. And then I really had to reverse that and be like, hang on, you started your business to hang around your kids more so that you were only working part-time. So why the heck are you trying to work full-time and in all of the gaps? to build the business so that you can work part-time. Why don't you just (laughs) work (laughs) part-time? And it took that going, that's their journey. And this is my journey. And I started it for this reason. So I need to be aligned to that. But it did, you know, I think us ambitious type A kind of, you know, go-getters can get really, especially when we're doing something that we love, we can get so obsessed nearly to the point of obsession and and just love, you know, find it hard to close the computer at the end of the day and go, no, no, now it's time for to be mom or time to hang out with hubby or, you know, whatever that is. So where did it start? What were you, what did you start offering right off the bat? So we started building the agency for construction. So we were we were building websites, we were doing Google ads, we and we still do that. But once we had enough income coming in and people saw that we were both working from home around the kids and we were having breakfast together and you know my husband would drop the kids at school and I would speak to other mums and they were you know, in this position where they were thinking that they couldn't do it or they had to work, you know, they had to go to this job that they didn't love because they needed to pay the bills. And so obviously I was really passionate that there is another way that there, you know, you can have whatever your life can look like, whatever you want it to look like. And so I started mentoring mums in this really 
casual capacity, we would just jump onto Zoom and I would help them, you know, flesh out their social media profile or help them build their websites, you know, by sharing their screen and and giving them tips about copywriting and all of that. And then that became more formal in which is now my, you know, the mentor program that I spend most of my time doing. But originally it just started with me helping a group of mums going like, no, if you don't want if you don't want to go and work at the supermarket or the in childcare or whatever, you, you, there's no reason why you have to keep doing that. If you have this dream to be a Reiki teacher or a, you know, whatever your dream is, go, we can make that happen. So these are, you're mostly serving um, service-based business owners. Mostly. Yeah. There's some yeah. product-based businesses in there, but mostly service. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, what's the big thing that they're struggling with? I think at the start, people are so in love with what they do, like they're amazing at yoga or graphic design or accounting or whatever, you know, coaching, whatever it is. They're so passionate about that, that they think that once they get out there, people are just going to come flocking to them. And of course, you know, that that they're just so good at what they do that people should notice that and people should see it. And that it's not, it's not the case there. You do need to then learn how to, you know, you need to learn the the business side. You need to learn the finance side. You need to learn the marketing side. Like it's, I think then once people start their business, they find themselves doing less of that thing that they love and more of running a business. And that's kind of where the wheels fall off and people, people kind of quit or, um, or really struggle because then they begin to resent what they're doing because they're they're working too hard doing all the things. Oh, totally, totally. And that's the part that not only does it is it less enjoyable, but it's also not as familiar, right? Like it's it's I think that's where people lose a lot of confidence in yes. in understanding that there's not a whole bunch of people standing there listening, right? And it's different also in the online world. I mean, there's all these different realms of marketing. And so I think people get defeated really quickly when they get to that stage. So is that something that you're helping them through? Is that something that you're working with them on? Yeah. So what we do is we set up a strategy that is a start to finish strategy. So exactly what does that buyer journey look like? And once people learn about the buyer journey, they can begin to fall a little bit more in love with marketing because normally it's been like, oh, it's this thing that I have to do. Like I have to post and I have to, you know, I have to engage and and, and it's this kind of, you know, thing that they, this necessary evil. But I think once people understand the buyer journey and realise how they're leading people to a service, then they can begin to see how it aligns with actually what why they started their business in the first place. And then... We, once we create a strategy, then I like to tell people to just put the blinkers on. So yes, you're going to show up live and no one's going to be there. And yes, you're going to post and two people are going to like it. But it's not about that. It's about knowing what you can offer and continuing to give and be consistent in that and not have your eyes on you, but have your eyes on that person, that one human being that you were going to help and making it all about them and then not looking at the numbers. Like look at the numbers once every, I don't know, month or or three months and just do your thing. Just keep doing, just keep doing your thing and don't worry too much about what's happening until you're ready to re-strategize. And your specialization is in, is on the marketing side, correct? 
yeah, marketing. Yeah. yeah. And are you, are you teaching or helping with all areas of marketing or do you have a specialization in that in one particular area? We, because we have the agency, we cover, we can cover everything. Yeah. So in the program, in the mentor program, people get access to the agency team. So they log on like this on Zoom, like I used to back in the day, <laughs> but it's not just me anymore. Every day there's a different call. So if you want Facebook ads, you log on to the Facebook ad call. My specialty, I, I love Facebook ads and I love, I love content and I love social media, but that can really bleed into so many areas. What I love talking about is the buyer journey. And then every bit of marketing fits into that. But I love looking at that whole picture rather than being like, oh, I need to learn reels or I need to learn, you right. know, but like, no, why do you, why? Why do you, why? I know, <laughs> I know we were just talking about that today. I'm like, you know, my social media manager, she was saying, oh, reels, reels are a big thing. And I'm like, do I have to? <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't want to. And I think that's I a big message. To. It's a big message. You don't have to, right? You you just don't have to. And like, I don't have time. I just, no, I, like, it's not on my strategy. It's not on my plan. Plus I'm, I'm just a slow adopter. Like I'm not one of those, even with clubhouse and stuff. I was like, oh, well, I'm like 46. I'm in marketing. I don't I'm want 46. To. I don't think I belong on reels. <laughs> and Okay. So you started with some sort of done for you agency type services, and then that moved. When did that evolve into mentorship? So yeah, about probably about two years ago now was when I started mentoring women and now it's women and men and it's, you know, it's couples and it's whoever, whoever would, would like to come and you know, learn. But I love that so many if you want a decent Facebook ads freelancer, it's really expensive. Oh yeah, it's it's really it's really expensive. When I was doing it, I was charging fifteen hundred US a month, and that's not that's not including ad spend, and that's because I'm good at it and it was viable for people. But that's not when you're just starting your business, you can't afford that, and you don't have a model that you know that works that is worth putting that money into. And so, I did I didn't want that roadblock to entry because I think that everyone deserves to be able to start living that life that as they dream. Like if I had had to stay in that full-time job, I would be missing out on what I get to experience with my kids every day. And that is so important to me that I want to be able to give that to other people and in whatever capacity, you know, whatever that looks like, whatever their dream is, it's 2021. We can make it happen. <laughs> and it doesn't have to be this really expensive roadblock. And so that's now, and I kind of forgotten the question, but that's, that's okay. really what I'm focused on. That's, that's yeah. really what, what drives me is to help empower people to realize, empower and equip them with the tools that they need to, to go out and, and get what they want. Because you know, if you're willing to do the work and you want it, you can, you can have it. It's not going to be easy. It's not, but you can, if you're willing to work at it, you can, you can make it happen. Is that where the mentorship program kind of grew out of was try, enabling people who may not have the, the money to do, to hire you for done for you. And it was, is that what the mentorship program is all about is enabling people to get the kind of help that they need without the spend. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, yes, if you have a course and it's $3,000 then, and you, you have a great funnel, then you can pay someone that kind of money to run your Facebook ads because 
it's worth it for you. But for the mum who wants to make headbands or for, you know, the yoga teacher who wants to start running classes online, that's not, it's just not viable. Like there's just, there's just no way that it fits that business model. But why should they then not you know, suffer and not be able to grow their businesses. So that's why I started this model so that people who want to DIY can DIY without donating their money to Facebook or Google or, you know, they don't need, they don't need your money. (laughs) Yeah. I would really love to hear your opinion on that because I think a lot of people start out in the online world and they think they have to buy ads and they think that's the only way that they can they can build an audience. And I, I don't believe that that's true, but I'd love to hear your perspective on that. It's definitely not true. And, and I would also argue, unless you have a massive budget, you shouldn't be starting with ads you, because you're going to waste your money on testing and you need to know what works first. You need to know what your audience want to hear from you and have a funnel that's working, have, have like a system of moving, you know, getting people, getting in front of people, helping them to, to know that you have the solution for them and selling them and actually selling your thing. You need a system that works with wording and, you know, the message and the offer that people actually want to hear before you put ad spend behind it, because otherwise you could be advertising something that nobody actually cares about. Yeah. I totally ads are like a, there's a reason that you that there are people who specialize in ads because it's actually a, a huge process to get to the point where you're not wasting money on ads but you know a lot of people come into this into this industry and they hear a lot of shoulds right and yeah. they what do you what do you advise people do if they if they're not starting with ads like how do you how do you advise them to build an audience and start building a client base without doing some type of mass paid traffic well it's going to take some form of investment, right? You're either going to have to invest your time or you're going to have to invest your money. So if you're not investing your money, you have to invest your time or your VA's time or somebody. Somebody needs to come and, you know, actually get you out there. And the great thing is that you can reach, I mean, we're speaking to each other from literally like across the world. I know. And and it's free. It doesn't cost anything. I mean, all you need is like a phone and an internet connection to, to connect with anyone anyone around the world and so we have that we have that and we need to be utilizing it so if you are starting out and not not wanting to spend on ads then I encourage you first to get really really clear on who it is that you're helping and you need to know that inside out and not just who it is like as in it's Mary and she's 25 or you know it's a woman 25 to 45 or whatever what is the actual problem what is that what are they struggling with and how are they how does that actually what does that look like in their in their everyday life so you need to get really present with that and if you don't know then you need to go and speak to people and have conversations around what it is exactly that they are struggling with so for example not just like, oh, they're finding marketing hard, but no, they're waking up every day stressed that they have to find something to post and, you know, or they're waking up every day feeling foggy and they have no energy and they can't get themselves motivated to get out the door and go for a walk. Like how, what are the actual things that you are, that your people are struggling with and create content around that. So create content around those actual problems and then distribute it as far and wide as you possibly can. So then 
have it everywhere because then every piece of content is a line in the water. That's another way to get for someone to find out about you is those pieces of content. So um, what I talk about is a system called what I call the social marketing method is creating one big piece of content every week or month or whatever your capacity is in terms of like a podcast or a blog or a video and then breaking that up throughout that week or month or whatever and and distributing that so that you spend the time creating one podcast and it becomes a snippet and it becomes a quote and it becomes a a blog post and it you know you can break it up into three pieces and it's a little little how-tos however you can drag that out and then you can if you're engaging on social media and you are speaking to people you are actually putting in what you want to get out of it so you're commenting on people's posts you're following accounts that you know that resonate with you you're when you're engaging with people in the dms then if you're speaking to people you can be sending them things that are going to help them so if you're then in the dms speaking with someone who's followed you because they want great recipes then you can say exactly, you know, okay, well, if you're feeling like this here, I just recorded this podcast, all right, here's this blog. Um, and you can be sending them content. And through social media, you can build your audience just through providing value. Because if you're creating valuable content that, again, relates really specifically to the problems people are having, and it's shareable content or it's savable, like it's step-by-step processes. It's something really useful and not just fluff about you like, oh, hey, here's me drinking a coffee. Then <laughs> people are going to want to use that and that's going to, they're going to help share it for you. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things I hear from a lot of people is that they're really overwhelmed and they don't, they think they need to use all the channels. They think they need to do social media. And I have so many of my clients who are just like, I hate, I hate it. I don't want to be on Facebook. I don't want to be on Instagram. I don't want to use social media. Can I build an online business without using social media? You can, then you need to really invest in relationships and you need to be doing collaborations and, you know, things like this. You need to get in front of other people's audiences and have conversations yeah. like, you know, jump onto LinkedIn or jump, you know, connect with people in your local area. Um, it's if you don't want to run ads and you don't want to talk to people, it's going to be really hard to build a business because people are the foundation. Um, so I would say if you don't want to post and you don't want to come up with content, then you need to be speaking with people. Find some content that is really easy for you to produce. Like if you're a talker, just do a podcast. If you're a writer, write a blog. If you're, you know, Find the easiest, like, what's the path of least resistance? Because if you're a service-based business owner, like a coach or something, people want to try before they buy. And that's how they do it is through your content. But find the way that's easiest for you. And for me, I hate social media as in like, I hate, that's really like weird for me to say like that. I don't, I don't like spending my day scrolling and I don't, I don't consume a lot of social media. I just, I don't have time. I don't have time and I don't enjoy it but it is an amazing tool for your business. So for me, I, on a Saturday morning, like every couple of weeks, I record a heap of videos or I do my content and then I give it to my VA and she chops it up and puts it everywhere. And I put it everywhere because it's the same content everywhere. So it doesn't really take much more effort, but you don't have to, if you just find the platform or the place that you 
like being, whether that's on other people's podcasts or your own or LinkedIn or Instagram, like find your place and make that your home to hang out. And, and don't think about it like I'm being social. Like just think about it as having conversations with humans, because that's, it's not about the number of followers. It's about that human to human connection because behind every profile is a person that you can connect with either on a colleague level or as a client level or someone, you know, that is your mentor and make it about the people and not so much about the icky feeling that you get of, you know, people posing and all of that. I love that. And I think, I think what turns people off of social media is that is the, is the, the requirements that they put on themselves, the expectations. So when I open up Instagram, if I'm only looking at it, like here, here are the rules I have to follow. Here's the checklist that I have to do. It becomes a really different task than if you're opening it up and seeing who's, what humans can I connect with today? How can I use this to create these relationships? Because at the end of the day, I have, a, I have a certificate in internet marketing from 1996. Nothing has changed in terms of the concepts and the principles behind no. marketing. No, we're people always are people. trying. To, we're just trying to create relationships, right? And that's the base of marketing. Yeah. So if we can, we if we can actually reframe the tools and take away all of these shoulds and the the rules around how we're supposed to be using them. And I love what you how you frame that. There's just a bunch of humans in this space and there's a container for me to, to go out and connect with them. I mean, 20 years ago, this would have been a really, you know, this would have been really hard to do. Yeah. 20 years ago, you would have, if you wanted to record a video, you would have had to like hire out a space and hire videographers and lighting. Like it would have cost you thousands to record a video. And now we can be live in front of thousands of people in our, on our phones in like three seconds <laughs> it's amazing it's amazing but find what works for you there's definitely no shorts like this is your life and your business and you get to create the rules and then you need to have a look in the space and think about the business that you want for you and create that and and continue to put your head down and just do the work and and you know by that, I mean, if that work is speaking with people, then that's what you need to do. But put the blinders on, stop looking at, you know, at what everybody else is doing and just concentrate on what you are here to do and what what makes sense for where you want to be, not what somebody else wants. Well, how lovely. Yeah, you're speaking my language. Um, yeah. Let's go back and talk a little bit about your business. So what makes you a little different than other people in your space? I think I've always been not so much about the money in whatever I have done in terms of my approach to business. I mean, I, for example, I'm also a personal trainer. So I, 10 years ago, like when I was getting married, my bridesmaids wanted to get fit and I was, I exercised and they didn't. So I would run exercise classes in the park for them. And then I was like, oh, I should probably know what I'm talking about. So I went and got my qualification. And then I would run mums and bubs fitness classes because I knew how much for me that exercise changed my mental 
my mental state. And so I provided that as really cheap, like for years and years and years, I've only just haven't done it in the last year or so when the business has been too busy for me to do it. Um, but that, that heart of service has been kind of in everything. And that's why the mentor program, it's not about, you know, how much can I charge people, but how can I help people to feel their best and, and live the life that they want to live? And so I think my approach to it is a little different and more and more that's the approach to business like but it hasn't been that way historically I feel like especially with that you know more patriarchal kind of masculine energy that's been around business but more and more as accessibility grows and there's definitely more more women-owned businesses I think that is more coming into it and I know I'm being really stereotypical here but let's just go with it (laughs) for now I'm sorry if I get hate mail it's not meant to be Marketing, I feel, is really stereotypical. I think feel like we have to try and put people in boxes. Do you feel the same way? I I think that it has been. And I think part of the change is people like you and I helping others understand that it can actually feel a lot better than what like everybody comes into business and says pushing. I hate I hate to sell. I hate marketing. I don't want to put my we're taught to be small, right? And there is this patriarchal bullshit that has caused us to turn marketing into something we're scared of because mm. we're we're told to be quiet and we're told to be small and we're like women are revered because they they're they're nice. And asking for money is not nice or it's not yeah. been nice in the past. And so there's this there's just, there's this like begrudging, awful kind of dark cloud over top of marketing, but I think actually it can be a really creative and really fun activity. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Totally agree. And you put it much more eloquently than I did, but um, in terms of the business, I feel like the difference is that the access that people get so many people at the moment, they, they want the membership that they barely have to do anything in or they want the they want the online course that has the the funnel and they don't they don't they just build it and then they don't touch it and there's no there's no accessibility there's no accountability and and in our program it's not a course it's you get access to my marketing agency team and we will actually help you do it yourself it's not some weird funnel to try and get you into the agency so that we can do it for you but it that the level of accessibility that you get to these, you know, to these experts in each of their area, I think is quite unique. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen a lot of, of that. I've seen it in different areas, like maybe just for Facebook ads, but I haven't seen it across the board with that sort of level of marketing support. So I think I'm really proud that we can, we found a model that can work for both ways that, that works for everybody. So, um, and that's what good business is about, right? It's that mutually beneficial exchange of value. When I love uh, my area of expertise is in business model design. And I love hearing these, hearing how business owners have created these really interesting models that are kind of flying in the face of what traditionally has been out there before. So tell me a little bit about how you've been able to find that. Cause I I've run, consulting businesses before and I know how hard it is to find a team of people that can staff up and staff down and and service your needs and also service your mentorship clients like I find that really interesting so what what have you found has been sort of the key ingredient that allows you to marry both of those business models together 
I think for me, because we had the agency team already and it's just providing those, I mean, these are people that are actually running accounts for clients every day. That's what they do, except then, you know, they spent take an hour out to, to be on a Zoom call with people. And so having that team already of people that are really great at what they do and can just specialize in that area. And for me, being able to put that more personal side to it, that more caring approach to, you know, you come and you speak with me and you do, we do the strategy and then you have almost like a business coach, like business mentor for the mindset side through, through me, because that's what I love doing is helping to people to realize that they can do it and that there is a way for them to, um, you know, a lot of people would have said that for me that you couldn't have four children and spend lots of time with them and have a successful business. And do you know what I mean? Like, and, and work when you want to work because we, we aren't taught that we're taught, that, you know, you go to school and you go to university, you get a good nine to five job and that's, you're done, <laughs> but it doesn't have to be like that. And um, so I think this model moved from, because we, I knew that also I wanted to grow our revenue and I thought if we want to grow, I don't want to have to grow the agency and I don't want more people. I like the agency the size that it is. That's in this stage of why I'm, you know, mothering really young children. My youngest is six weeks old, seven, seven weeks old. <laughs> so I've got from seven weeks old to eight. Um, but I, I knew I didn't want to grow this, you know, empire of an agency. And so I thought, how, what's a great model that I can then increase the revenue without increasing the staffing. And this mentor model works because the staff already there, but in the mentor program, then we can bring people in and support them on the phone calls. They've got access to all the how-to videos. So they know exactly how to do what, we're helping them do and then the implementation where they get stuck they actually get to speak to somebody a real human they can go I just can't get this you know <laughs> the tech problems and all of that nitty-gritty where you just want to speak to someone and also then it's not just something that a course that you buy that sits in a shelf that you never use it is it's you have you don't have to look at the course material at all if you don't want to because you can get everything you need from the phone calls and hearing what other people are struggling with and you get that that real accessibility and support every single day if you want it so some people do they log in every day and some people we see once a month I love this and I think that this is the this is the intersection between service and like the service and mentorship that, that I think a lot of people are looking for, because I don't believe that one person can know everything and have <laughs> all of the perspectives that are going to serve every different type of client. Right. And I love that you're leveraging the team that you've got already to do, to do both types of work. And what about the team members? Do they, um, do they enjoy the fact that they've got both kind of buckets to work within? Yeah. And I think the variety is really, is really good. And I think people like feeling, feeling valued too. And so if you are just managing social media for 
you know, for some clients, you don't really get that human to human connection as much. You get it with your internal team, but, you know, our social media people, we have account managers. So our social media people aren't speaking to clients directly, but when they log onto a call to help clients with social media, then they, they're getting to show that they are an expert and they're getting to help someone and they get that those feel good feelings of someone going, oh my gosh, it makes sense to me now, which is really like they, they get to actually dive in and help people, which is a really great feeling on, on both sides and build that connection with people that maybe they wouldn't have otherwise. Amazing. I love that. I love that. And do you have some type of, um, like is, when you're going to hire people to be in your agency and you know that they're going to play this particular type of role, does that make a difference in who you're looking for and who you're hiring? Um, yeah, because we haven't really grown the agency much since then. It, But yes, it definitely does. We always hire based on, on personality and, and attitude, not necessarily skill, because skill can be taught and if you're not the kind of person that is enjoyable to hang around and you don't have the attitude of wanting to learn and wanting to wanting to grow then you can't teach that (laughs) so we always hire people we really like over people that are you know highly highly skilled because again we can we can train that bit we can teach you we can teach people the skills that they need and the way that we want to do it it's more important that it's someone that you enjoy. Yeah. Someone that has the right attitude. Yeah, for sure. And has that ability to see these business owners as who they are. Right. Mm, Yeah. And someone that they're going to enjoy speaking to. It is definitely a factor. Oh yeah. I, I, I just, I think about that. I come from the technology space and I think, you know, a lot of the sort of technicians, they might be really good at their, their technical role, but they could never they would never want to or could play that role of also being a mentor. Like, I think that's a really unique kind of skill set. And it's a unique, it's a unique team that you've built. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I hadn't thought about it in that frame, but yeah, I guess we are pretty lucky. Yeah. I do. I do love my team. (laughs) (laughs) So what has growth meant to you? Like, you know, where have you been focusing your attention in terms of growth? So mostly my attention in terms of growth has been on the mentor program because it doesn't add to um, it doesn't make me busier in terms of the amount of work. So I can get, I can keep those boundaries that we spoke about earlier (laughs) because I do, because I do love my, I love my business and I can work. I mean, this week I have worked until crazy hours because we've been in this random five day lockdown and I've had four children at home. So it's meant that I've been working into, you know, early hours of the morning, but that's not something that I like to do on a regular basis. So, and the mentor program, it's great. And it's great in terms of a revenue model for us and, and working within the team because they don't have to expand the team to, to help more people and, it's great because it, it fills me up because it's the work that I feel like I'm put on the planet to do. And so it's really, I love, I love it when I get a new challenge of, of someone's business who just feels like it's not working and having, getting to dive in and getting to then open their eyes to what's possible and then, and changing their life. Like it is, if you have, 
if you have been working full time and trying to grow this business on the side, and finally you can get someone, well, a group of people's arms inside your business to put things in the right order <laughs> and take out the unnecessary bits, it's life changing. And that's so, so rewarding. So that's what I spend my time doing. Plus connecting with people like you, that's a big focus for me this year is to expand um, expand my network and, and collaborate with people and and speak to more humans because I started doing that last year and it's then I stopped to have some maternity leave and I really missed it you know (laughs) I know yeah I didn't I didn't do much work for December and January and definitely wasn't on podcasts and things um but yeah I, I really missed it so now I've made that a big focus this year is to have great conversations with people because coming back to what you said before nobody knows everything and we're all you know, we're all building the plane on the way down. We're all just figuring it out as we go because none of us have done this before. Like if we're, if we're going towards something, it's new and the online marketplace especially is always changing. So we're all like, you know, like clubhouse now, everyone's going, how am I going to use it? What am I doing? And, you know, I love it. I love that. It's It's like so much fun. I love these sort of nascent platforms that are trying to figure themselves out and you just throw a bunch of people at an opportunity like this and they're going to sort out like you're already seeing really interesting things emerging clubhouse and how people are using the platform and it was something so simple so this whole like new industry of social audio is now emerging and who knows where it's going to go it's fascinating mm-hmm. if you're somebody who likes to talk like me i'm just like yeah bring it on right i get it i get yeah. this space but you know we have to something you talked about earlier is so relevant, I think, to my audience too. And that's, we have all of these possibilities. So how do we end up choosing what works best for us and what we focus our time on in terms of marketing? I think if you haven't done it before, it's just going to be trial and error. It really is. And I think once you know I mean, and if, if you're helping people with business model design, then it's going to be a big part of a big part of that. But that's what we start with with my clients as well is what do you actually like? What's your ideal week? What is your ideal week or your ideal day? What does that look like? And how much money do you actually want to earn? Like if you, you know, take a, take away what you think is possible, how much money do you actually want to earn and how much do you want to work? And then you'll know how much you need per client or how much you need per month or, you know, you're going to know what that looks like. And then from there, you will know who you are going to be helping. And if you're going to use social media, then knowing who you are helping, you're going to know where they are on social media. So that's going to help to define kind of what, where you're going to be and, and what you are going to do. So for example, for me, I don't watch a whole lot of video because I'm normally doing something like, you know, I'm, I'm doing something or I'm, I'm driving or I'm with the kids or I'm cooking or I'm working. So I don't watch a whole lot of video. And when I'm online is going to be at specific times, you know, with a little baby, it's kind of all the time, whenever I'm breastfeeding, I'm online, but, <laughs> but normally it would be, you know, maybe after I drop the kids at school, I'll have a quick look at socials. And then once the kids are in bed, I'll have a look at socials. So knowing who you serve, you're going to know when are they generally online? Like, is it the commute? Is it the lunch break? Is it after they drop the kids off? You're going to know probably where they hang out. Like if it's a professional audience, then you look at LinkedIn. Again, stereotype people just for the sake of marketing and think, 
where is the majority of these people going to be and what kind of things do they consume so for me audio all the way because I don't have to look at a screen I can I can multitask so podcasts are great clubhouse is great um Instagram, I'm not going to do a lot. If I do, it's going to be stories because I just quickly want to check out what my, you know, my favorite people are doing. And so that's how people would get in touch with me and, and it would get things that they're the things that are going to resonate for me. They're the things I'm going to see. So think about what your audience are doing and where they are and their, and, and what is going to, what they are going to pay attention to. Because if you're doing video for an audience that don't do a whole heap of video and you're not offering an audio option or you're only writing blogs and your audience don't have time for blogs, then it's not going to be as effective. And so if you don't know where to start, start with your audience and how you can best serve them. And then of those things, figure out what aligns best with you and your lifestyle and what you enjoy and what you can commit to and then see where the overlap is. I love that. Yeah, I love that. So I have a question that I ask everyone Mm -hmm. and I have a feeling I'll get a great answer from you. What's different between what we see in the online business world and what's real? I think too many people say that it's, it's easy and they, I I think to that people don't show the hard work and the people behind what it takes to make it happen. So I think we can really compare ourselves to to people who are maybe, you know, 10 years in and we're one year in for one thing. But also we just see the shiny polished stuff. Like what I mentioned is I create all my content in bulk and then I don't see it again. I don't have to edit it. I don't have to. (laughs) It's people. I couldn't couldn't do what I do and be on the phone to you and, and be everywhere that I am without a team behind me. And I think a lot of people kind of resist that fact. It took me a while to learn actually that you need the people before you, it's, it's like that chicken or the egg thing. You're like, I don't want to hire somebody, but if I don't hire somebody, I can't, you know, I I can't grow. So I think that that is something that is real and really needed is a good structure behind you behind and what you just see is the polished finished product and a lot not a lot of people are talking about what it actually takes to make that happen I think one of the big questions that people have is well what do I hire people for like what they understand the more traditional rules but like I I write all my own content because I'm a writer and I like to write but and I do some, I do my design work too, because I used to work as a designer and I like to do my design, but I, I have someone else who takes it and pushes it out and does, you know, all the things, the mechanics of it. Right. Which I just don't like, <laughs> I don't like it. I don't have the time to do it and that sort of thing. So we have to find, you know, some people would hire somebody to do their writing or to do their design. And that's totally fine. We just have to find the places that work for us. And you don't have to give things up that you like to do but you can give things up that you don't like to do but it's going to be different for everyone right yeah it is like I before this I was on a call with my bookkeeper and she's asking for something so simple and I'm like oh why is this so hard for me like I just do you know what I mean I have a university degree like I consider myself relatively intelligent but finance I just I I think I've got it 
And then I don't, I just, she'll be like, no, but that's wrong. I'm like, how is that? <laughs> and it doesn't matter how many years I've been doing this. I cannot, it's not easy for me. It's really hard work. And that I think is the thing that is draining you of energy and, and get rid of that, get rid of that as quickly as you can, maybe before you kind of feel ready to, so that you can, um, so that you can spend your time on the things that, that you love to do. So how I reconciled that with myself originally was, okay, I can pay somebody $50 an hour to do that or $10 an hour to do that, whatever, you know, it is, or I can do it myself and I'm going to take twice as long, which means that I'm now paying myself only $10 an hour. And why would I do that when I bring money in the door and I felt like I was ready to hire people so that I could do the work that, that I love that energized me and that actually grew my business. And that wasn't taking my focus away from the work that was going to bring money in the door. And that's allowed. Mm. It's allowed. It's fine. You can do that. Right. And I think that's what a lot of people need to hear is it's fine. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and you get to choose. Yeah. We're coming up on the, the, the top of the hour, but I'm, I'm curious, Annalise, I love this conversation. What's next for you. I love the model that you've built. So where are you going from here? From here, I am working more with really impact driven purpose, using your business for good. Um, and hopefully that then will lead to some sort of um, community of impact-driven business owners that can not only learn from each other in the marketing sense, but collaborate with each other to, to build that impact in the world. So that's what I'm really excited about. That's awesome. I love to hear that. I love what you've done. I love where you're going and I love your approach to business. It's been really cool talking to you today. I would love to talk more, but I want to be respectful of your time. Can you tell the listeners how they can find you? Cause I think that there are going to be a bunch of people who are really interested in learning more about your business. Sure. Come on over. So if we're on Facebook, come to the social marketing method, Facebook group. I actually have a, a live coaching and co-working session in there in a couple of weeks time. So it'll be great timing for anyone who's coming over who wants to learn more about that. Um, otherwise I'm on Instagram at Annalise.warn. Thank you so much. I'm sh- and go and check out Annalise's business. It's been such a great conversation and I, I, I want to go and check out your group <laughs> and see what I'm you're doing over there, because I think that this, this whole community driven approach is going to be, um, is going to be big, right? Yeah, so, I hope so. Thank you yeah. so much for having me. It's been really, it's been really nice. Of course. Such a great conversation. Make sure you go and check out Annalise and all of the things that she's up to. And thank you for tuning in today to hear this story. And finally, I would love for you to join us for our next episode where we're going to be speaking to my friend, Sophie, who is a founder of Cliqueworthy, which is a boutique consultancy that helps businesses build and grow their online communities. Sophie's going to be sharing her story about how Cliqueworthy came to be and her journey along the way. So thank you for being here. If you've enjoyed today's content, I'd love for you to give it a big review on whatever platform you're on, because this helps us share our stories with an even bigger audience. So until next time, keep building, keep dreaming and keep being real.